This is Fred Ricciani of TSC News here with Scott Anderson, and we are here to recap WWE Extreme Rules 2016 from top to bottom. We're also here to take a few questions live on the air. Your tweets, you can hit us up at Sports Courier on Twitter, or just comment below right here on YouTube. This was the night the WWE went extreme in my neck of the woods, New Jersey, Newark, New Jersey to be exact. And this pay-per-view... I'd say it was a thumbs up. There was some really, really good, actually great stuff on this pay-per-view. But there was also a lot of just cringe-worthy stuff, some brutal stuff, including one match matches would just not end. It would just not end. But you know what? I want to thank Chris Jericho. I want to thank Dean Ambrose. And I want to thank whoever put together that Asylum match because it allowed me during that time to catch up on Game of Thrones because I was going to miss it. Because I'm watching Extreme Rules. And I was like, you know what? This is a good time to, to, to watch Game of Thrones. Because the Warriors game was a blowout. The Thunder kicked their asses and are leading 2-1 in the Western Conference Finals. I said, okay, thanks Kevin Durant. Thanks Russell Westbrook. I don't, I don't have to watch that game. So, put on Game of Thrones and mourn the loss of a certain character. That I, I won't reveal for anybody that watches the show. But anyway, anyway, we kicked off the night with some pretty good action. And in the middle, we had some great action. And then at the end, we also had some really great action, albeit with a so-so match ending, but a great ending ending because it was Seth Rollins. Yes, that Seth Rollins who, after being out for seven months with a knee injury, tore up his knee. He's now back. He attacked Roman Reigns after Roman Reigns beat AJ Styles. Yes, Roman Reigns beat AJ Styles. Clean. Again, clean, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, Seth Rollins came out. Pedigreed Roman. I don't know why Seth was in his tights. I guess he was just walking around and said, hey, I'm just going to you know, wear my tights. And posed with the belt. Crowd went nuts. And that was that. So, Scott, what did you think about Extreme Rules? It was about as extreme as a PG show can get. I mean, I'll tell you that. They did a pretty good job for PG. <laughs> um, I mean, they did, you know? Yeah. Uh, we saw a 26-minute match that just never ended. Uh... Yeah, I mean, we saw a great two great title matches, intercontinental title, title matches, matches, the world title match. I mean, AJ and Roman have such great chemistry, and I mean, all the matches and, were pretty good. AJ and Roman's phenomenal, no doubt. Yeah, no um, pun intended. No, no, none at all. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, it started out with some action, and in the middle was great, and then there was a, a little lag, and, and then a great ending. But unfortunately, we saw it just uh, three weeks ago. Yeah, what happened was AJ and Roman had a great match. Roman was showing his absolute mean streak. He he power bomb. He he put AJ through one table by back body dropping him. He put him through another table by power bombing him. He didn't re even remove the monitors or all that stuff. He just power bombed him right on the table. It was like a delayed reaction with the table. It was like yeah. AJ hit the table, it it started to crumble and then it just collapsed like like a stack of bricks. It was awesome. Although I'm sure it wasn't awesome for AJ's back. He got slammed into the LED board. He got slammed into the dasher boards. These guys brawled all over the arena. It started out a little slow. You know what I mean? It was kind of like a kind of like an attitude or a style brawl a little bit. You know, yeah. it's all over the arena and everything, but got really turned up in the middle of the match. Roman went nuts. And then afterwards, Roman Reigns hit the Superman punch, was getting ready for a spear. And who should come out? Gallows and Anderson, who earlier in the night beat the Usos in a pretty good match. Just a match that we've unfortunately seen like, what, four or five times at this point. Yep. So they come out. Roman takes them out. But they start, well, actually, no. Roman gets attacked. 
Usos come out, take these guys out, take out AJ. What happened before was AJ was put on top of Roman after the club destroyed Roman. Roman kicks out. So Usos come out, beat up AJ, beat up the club. AJ kicks out. Then Roman takes out the Bullet Club, or now is known as The Club. Seriously, that's their name. The Club. My God, I always call them Bulletproof. My God. Ugh. So, anyway. AJ Styles countered the spear and the Superman punch. Hit a Styles Clash. Roman Reigns kicks out. AJ goes nuts. He, he, he just goes nuts. He With eventually hits another Styles Clash on a steel chair. Doesn't get the pinfall because one of the Uso geeks pulled his leg. Well, hold on. No, no. Well, he pulled his leg before the count. AJ kicked him off. Then AJ pinned up, you know, went for the pin and then he kicked out again. Yeah, yeah. Although before that, when you said AJ went nuts, not to interrupt, but he hit the Usos and Roman probably with about 25, 30 chair shots. Yes, yeah, so I think that was after the. That was after the, that was the, after second, the first Styles uh, Clash. Was it? I thought it was after the yeah. second. No, it was the first one. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, he went nuts. Took him out with chairs. He was just going crazy. Pulled down his, his shoulder pad, his forearm pad. Was getting ready to go for a phenomenal forearm. Went for the springboard. Roman hits the spear. It looked great. Don't get me wrong. It looked yeah. great. But Roman Reigns kicked out of multiple chair shots. Or recovered from multiple chair shots. He kicked out of two styles clashes. Kicked out of three men beating him up. And AJ Styles... Can't even kick out of Roman Reigns finisher once. It's super once. Roman, man. Super Roman. That's what it is. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Just just imagine somewhere, you know, in Massachusetts or Arizona, John Cena is just licking his chops saying, oh, I can't wait to bury this AJ kid. Hey, hey hang oh. on. Hey, oh, he's like, he, we wouldn't say that. He's probably thinking I'll have some great matches with him. And hang on. Why would Cena be in Arizona? Well, I don't know where he's at. Maybe he's with the, you know Nikki Bella in Arizona, Massachusetts, wherever. You, yeah, who knows? Cena's all over the place. True. Yeah. You know, hey, you never know. Maybe maybe he wants to go to Sedona. Who knows? But yeah, he is coming back soon. Seth Rollins is officially back. So that was the one saving grace about this match ending. But I, I I'm sorry. I know there's gonna be people that are like, oh, you hating on Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is a great worker. Listen, Roman Reigns is awesome. I got nothing against Roman Reigns, even if I think this title reign, as far as its purpose. Is clearly not working. And newsflash, it's not working. That being said, all that being said, at the very least, protect AJ. Give him an out. Something you got arguably, maybe, just maybe, outside of maybe like Shinsuke Nakamura, who you also have under contract. Okay. And a few other, I mean, there's a few other guys that you put in the best wrestler in the world category, but you can make the strong argument that pound for pound, AJ Styles is the best professional wrestler in the world and has been for the last two to three years and has yep. been one of the best wrestlers in the world for over a decade okay that kind of consistency doesn't come around very often okay it, it, it doesn't there's guys like Shawn michaels there's guys like daniel bryan and there's guys like aj styles so when you have this guy who is selling merchandise who's getting huge reactions who's brought out more in roman reigns than dare i say even triple h did in their feud, well, the hell of a lot more because AJ's actually making him look like Superman as opposed Probably to Probably more than anyone else has. Yes. Yes. He's brought out so much of Roman Reigns, so much greatness out of Roman Reigns. And what do you do? He just loses via the spear. Via the spear. At least if, and 
maybe it's it's because it's the spear. I know it's a cool looking spear. Maybe it's just because we've seen the spear be used as a finisher for so many years. To me, it's like it's different from like the RKO out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Because that's like a unique move that that you only identify with one guy. Whereas the spear, yeah. it's kind of like yeah, well, you identify guys. kids these days identify with Roman Reigns, but. Edge had it for years, and Charlotte Col- used it for a while. Goldberg, Goldberg, Bobby Lashley, oh. Batista used a spear at one point. Big Show used a spear. Maybe, maybe it's that. I don't know. I mean, I know for a while they had Sheamus back in the day, went with the bro kick all the time, and nobody would ever kick out of the bro kick. But at least it was like a kick to the head. Mm-hmm. You know, you could kind of get that. It's a big Irish guy kicking you in the head. I don't know. I just wish <laughs> they would have had AJ kick out of the the the, the spear. And look. Look, yeah. I would have I been fine with neither guy kicking out of any finishers. Okay, protect the finishers. I, I'm not the biggest fan of guys just kicking out of finishers. But if you're going to have guys kick out of finishers, you got to let AJ at least kick out of the spear once. You know what they should have done is just had Rollins take them both out and end it like that. It would have been a horrible ending for the live crowd, but at least you protect AJ a little bit better. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you know, really have just like a, a no ending match. Why not? Oh well, that, actually, I think that'd be horrible. It'd be a great pop. It'd be it'd be horrible. It'd but be you, horrible. But you but could at set least up like a triple threat. AJ, I mean, but you but you could set up at least a triple threat at AJ in the main event again. I don't know. I think well, I think it would have been horrible. But you 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 know what? You could have done something. You could you could have you could have done something where maybe like Rollins. You know what? You could have done something where Rollins maybe helps Roman against the club, and then AJ gets distracted and gets hit with the spear. And I think that would have been that would have given AJ somewhat of an out. And you, something, te- yeah. and you could tease the Shield reunion, and you could have like a like Rollins shake Roman's hand, and then have Rollins hit the pedigree. But at least then you give AJ an out. You know something non clean. Yeah, I mean even having the Usos okay. just hit the splash and pin him, fine. Oh, just that that would well that would have been pretty bad. But at least but at least, least it's not. At least yeah. you would have had an out. Yeah, I know, I know. Not a fan. Not not a fan of that. I don't know what they're gonna do and. To me, they're just—they're kidding themselves if they think Roman's gonna be a tippity top babyface. He's well, nobody's arguing he's not a big star. Nobody's arguing he's not talented. I mean, there's some idiots, but as far as like logical people, they're not arguing he's not talented. It's just in this particular role, he's not very good. Okay. Well, the, okay. Sorry, the role he is cast in, he is not very good. If they just turned him heel, I'm not saying it would set the business on fire. But I think it would create a hell of a lot more possibilities. And I think it would unleash the untapped potential that he has and that real mean streak he has. And eventually you could turn him babyface. Hell, half the heels on the roster are freaking babyfaces anyway. Yeah. So why not turn him? And the club is a babyface. Yeah. I mean, what? why? Oh, we want him to do charity work. Okay, Stephanie McMahon's the face of WWE's charity work, and she plays the most evil woman on TV. Yep. But she does all this charity work. So if you're willing to, to, how do you say it, uh, pull the curtain back, right, with Stephanie McMahon to the point where she even has, I play a bad guy on TV on her Twitter account, then why can't you just have Roman Reigns be a bad guy on TV, be great, <laughs> unleash his potential, and then have him do charity work on the side? What's wrong with that? Do people not know yeah. wrestling's not real in 2016? Well, Come on. You know what it is. They spent a year plus building Roman up as their guy and they don't just want to take it away from him in two months because then they admit they're wrong. 
whether AJ should be the guy or not, that's that's the issue here. They don't want to admit they're wrong with Roman right now, and you can't just take the title off him when you you know let him build it up for that long. Is it, nobody's it, saying nobody's saying he's not going to be a main event anymore. Yeah, I'm but just, then that's just, what the third time now that you've taken it off him real quick. Or, or you know what? He, you or know. you know what? Keep the title on him, but flip him, flip him heel. Well, I think they're getting there. I think it's going to happen. And now with Seth Rollins coming back, they're not going to boo Seth. You know, the crowd, the fans aren't going to boost Seth but at I think this point, so of, what, but I, they, what can but, they do? But I think because they've killed all their heels, the, the Seth's going to have to be a heel, even if he's not really a heel. Yeah, but that gonna, makes things he can be a heel, but they're still going to cheer him. That's yeah. what I mean. So it's not going to matter. Roman's kind of a heel with what he does a little bit. I know, but he's not but, a real. I, I wish. No, he's not. I hate these these shades of gray. I'm sorry. Like I, it's it's cool when like Game of Thrones does it or Breaking Bad does it. And it's kind of like this weird anti-hero kind of guy. It, it's a, it's another thing when it's wrestling. And the lines are way too blurred. You know what I mean? It's just. I agree. Well, it's every guy is like that now. I mean, yeah, and it gets and it gets out of hand. And in wrestling sometimes you want guys that are just plain good and just plain evil. Hey, he's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's just the guy. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. I had to say it. Oh, God. All right. You know, I know we're going to run down the card here real quick, but I did want to say that the one thing on tonight's pay-per-view, I've never seen so many people kick out of so many people's finishers ever. I think in every match, it was two or three of them. Were they really? It, you go through, it, when we go through the card, yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I, I didn't notice that as much as, as, as some other like, pay-per-views. I've seen it before. So well, I, yeah, I don't, think, I don't yes. think it's as bad as it's been. You know I mean, I think last year was they, they had a really bad habit of doing that, but th- this time around it was just really the main event was was really. Well, the main event like, was bad. I mean, the three to four way was kind of like that. Uh, well, the, the the tag title match was like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, the Va- nobody cares about the Vaude villains finish, so that doesn't matter. But they still hit their finisher. I mean, yeah, I, I know the pr- yeah. As far as the general principle of, of not protecting finishers, yes, finishers were not protected. But anyway, yeah, so. <sighs> anyway, so do you want me to kick us off with the uh, no disqualification pre-show match? I think you uh, missed. Yeah, sure. All right. Well, for for a no disqualification match, this was basically just a match. It was Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler in their rubber match, which I guess this is the blow off to that feud, thankfully, because we've seen it enough. You'd think so. You would think so, and that's the way they were talking about it. Uh, you know, basically, it was a clean match. No, nothing out of the ordinary. I don't believe happened. Maybe there was like a, a non rope break or something, but. The finish came when Corbin, you know, blatantly hit a low blow and hit the end of days and pinned him. Mm-hmm. It was seven minutes of just a match. Wow. And, I mean, that's it. That's my big sum up of that match. Uh, Ziggler hit the uh, the Famouser. He hit uh, DDT. Corbin kicked out, of course, and, and that was just it. There was nothing exciting about the match. It, it, it didn't come on until about 10, maybe 11 minutes, not even probably within 10 minutes before the pay-per-view actually going on the air. Yeah. So it was kind of rushed, but it was just a match. And Corbin, yeah, one low blow is it for a no-DQ match. Oh, yeah. It's kind of sad. Uh, ugh. Anyway, <laughs> so we, we opened the show, the pay-per-view show, with Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson against the Usos in a tornado tag match. They called it a tornado match. It's called tornado tag. That's what it's called, a tornado oh, tag. Isn't it a Texas tornado match? Technically, but, the they original, New, but they were in New Jersey and – I know. Us New Jerseyans don't always get along with Texans. And we had uh, the club beat the Usos. Pretty good match. Kind of a short match. It was all right, but nothing we haven't seen before. You know, it's it's amazing to me how they've made the Usos so. I don't know if, don't know if irrelevance the word, just kind of. There. Yeah. Just kind of <laughs> but at there. At least they did right by the club this time. Yeah. Yeah. At least they did after afterwards. Now the record, I think, is four and four in JWE so far. 
spectacular, right? You pay these guys all this money to be 500 guys. Well, look at AJ. He's lost three straight pay-per-views. Actually, you know what? You're right. I didn't even think about that. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, he lost He he lost that uh, Mania yep. for no apparent reason. He lost the Extreme Rules. And he loses to Roman. And if he's in the Money in the Bank ladder match, I don't think he's winning the briefcase. So that's going to be no. four straight pay-per-views. Yep. So that would, that, would, that would bring his, rec- his pay-per-view record with WWE, if you count the Royal Rumble, to one and one four. Five. One, one and five. One and five. Oh, yeah, one and five. Yeah. Wait, is did, it? He beat Jericho at... Uh... Uh, the February. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, hang on, hang on. Okay. I don't even know yeah. what it's called anymore, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Fastlane, yeah. Fastlane, yeah. Oh, I was going to call it No Way Out. That's how Jeez. far back I am, so. Yeah. <laughs> Although, the fumble you really can't count, but yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess five. Right. We had Kalisto versus Rusev for the title. This was a pretty good match. I actually liked their match at MSG a couple months back when I saw him at a house show better, where Kalisto won clean, but this was a, a fun little match, and not so fun for Kalisto and Kayfabe, because he had his back destroyed when he was slammed on the apron. He was on the top rope. Rusev threw him off the top rope onto the apron, the hardest part of the ring. And then yeah. Rusev hit the accolade. Uh, the doctor was trying to stop the match. Originally, I thought they were going to do like kind of like a, a fake injury angle where it was like, oh, my God, is Kalisto okay? Which I thought, I'm not saying it would have been tasteless after the Enzo thing, but I was, I was kind of worried it was going to go in that route. But luckily, Rusev was like, Mashka, stomped his back, walked in the accolade, one clean. He is now a two-time U.S. champion, and this clearly sets up a feud between Rusev and the returning John Cena, who returns on Memorial Day. Dude, it was a nasty accolade, though. He just bent him straight back. Oh my god, yeah, that was great. Hey, at I'm, least I had to have the win. I'm fine, dude. I'm fine with Rusev just running through dudes again. Yeah. I'd love to see him do that to Cena. It's not yeah, gonna happen. Do it for a week, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> for a week until Cena wins. But you know what, though, I really do miss the U.S. title challenges. Well, Cena put on some great matches. He did. I mean, he beat a lot of young guys, but you know what? Whatever, man. Like, I would love to see Cena versus Apollo Crews one week. I'd love to see Cena yeah. in a return match with Neville when Neville's back. I'd love to see him versus Sami Zayn again. With You'd Sami probably Zayn get to see him versus Balor, too. Well, we'll see. I mean, a lot yeah. of rumors about Finn Balor debuting. Honestly, at this point, I don't care. It, what's okay? what's until, it going to do? Until I see it happen... I'm not. I'm not even gonna predict that Finn Balor is gonna debut on the main roster because they're just keeping him in NXT. He's having another match with Samoa Joe at Takeover in a couple weeks. Isn't it a steel cage match for the NXT? Title? It is. First well, time ever for well, NXT. Th- well, thank God they didn't call the Asylum match a steel cage match because they they may have damn well murdered the steel cage match for good. You mean the kennel match? Yeah. Oh well, I don't know if everybody gets that reference. The Punjabi uh, prison match. Oh, uh, <laughs> hey, Punjabi prison match at least looked cool. Hey, I'll give WWE credit. I thought they were going to end the match with a uh, using a, a potted plant to, to Oh, yeah. Did, finish. Was, Mitch, was Mitch It, it did not get used. Wow. did not get used. You know what, though? I think they actually did lethal lockdown worse than TNA, so I'll give TNA their props there. Yeah, I, I tweeted that out. I, th- I said I think somewhere uh, TNA won-upped them with this match. So. Yeah. New Day beat Vaude Villains to retain the tag titles. Xavier Woods was in there with Big E who had a, an uncomfortably tight singlet on. I mean, he usually does, but this one was a little more uh, bulging than, than usual. And and, we were, and for whatever reason, this time around, my DDB network decided to stream in full HD, whereas in, in past months, it's been kind of iffy. So, yeah, I got to see a lot of uh, Big E I didn't want to see tonight, but they got the win after Kofi Kingston interfered, and mm-hmm. yeah. Xavier Woods kicked out of the Whirling Dervish. So. He, he did. He kicked out of the Vaudeville so finish. Hey, you got to put over to Up Up Down host, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we had a match of the year candidate. Yeah. 
this was awesome. Maybe not like a worldwide match of the year because you know people are gonna get particular and be like, well, what about Okada and Osprey and those? those it's hey, a listen. WWE match. Yes, it's and a they w- even set it yes. on the on it's, the it's, it's a gr- listen. It was a great match. I don't care where it was. This could have taken place in New Japan, all Japan, okay, in, in backyard Dan's backyard. All right, this was a great freaking match. Wasn't the biggest fan of who won, but that's okay. It was a great, great, great match and I, and I wish these guys had the freaking main event spot they kick, well maybe not the main event spot but semi-main events well no that would have been tough to follow whatever i hope these guys get, get the main right. event of raw okay like sometime soon or, or whatever or get a high spot on the card because th- these guys were awesome in this freaking match yeah. it was kevin owens Miz, Sami Zayn, cesaro for the intercontinental championship these guys hit all their finishers Got all their stuff in, but it never came off overbooked. They just the timing was perfect for everything. Maurice and even with the Miz girl. in there, you know, yeah, yeah, no, Miz, hey, Miz. No, I mean, out. well, what I mean is, you have Cesaro, Owens, you know, Zane, were indie guys, and the Miz is a WWE homegrown guy, and he he held his own, yeah, no doubt. And, I mean, he he did. Yeah, and to, and to quote uh, Tom Green, uh, not that at not that Tom Green on Twitter, is a buddy of mine. You know, he he said he really likes the Miz as the honky tonk man in ROH, going up against the former ROH guys. Yes. Which is what it looks like they're doing for now. Now, I don't want to see the Miz hold on to the IC title for 14 months. And I will, I'll tell you this. The finish was at least clever. Okay. What happened was Sami Zayn, hit, I believe hit the Huluva kick on Cesaro, was getting ready to go for the pin. Kevin Owens pulls him out of the ring. And this is after Kevin Owens was, was taken out by Miz, by Sami Zayn. He was just getting his ass handed to him in this match. The bully got bullied in this match. And Sammy went nuts, just beating the hell out of him, threw him into the barricade. He His hatred for Kevin Owens took over more than his desire to be Intercontinental Champion. And I thought that was a, a brilliant finish. Sammy Zane was so enraged, distracted him. Miz came in, got the pin, and I thought it was a great match. I thought it was a very clever and logical finish, unlike a lot of the finishes on the show. Yeah. However... While I think Miz is awesome in this role, I really do. I do think that long term, you really want your titles to be held by guys with some real credibility. Miz is awesome in this role. Don't get me wrong, he is. But I feel like especially now with wrestling and the ratings going down and and, and everything else, and you know, WWE's doing all right for themselves, but wrestling nationally isn't huge anymore. I mean, they're getting you know, some mainstream exposure and everything like that. And they got some media outlets in their pocket that I won't name, but you know, wrestling could always use more guys that are perceived as, I don't say necessarily tough guys, but you know, credible. Like if Cesaro won, if Owens won, if Sami Zayn won, all three of those guys are going to be perceived as credible. Whereas Miz, yeah, he's great in this role, but how many cowardly heels have we seen over the years? Hell, we just had a WWE World Heavyweight Champion last year. That was a cowardly heel for nine months that brought the title down to the ground, straight to hell, which wasn't Seth Rollins' fault, but it was the role he was cast in. So I think long-term, they need to get back into the thinking of, all right, we need to raise the value, the prestige of this title. But this match was great, and it went a long way in doing that. But it's also a far cry from... You know, when Kevin Owens originally won it last year, and it's a definitely a far cry of what they intended to do when Daniel Bryan got the title last year. Well, part of the issue with The Miz is that he, he wasn't – how do I put this? I mean, for, for lack of – I mean, just to say it, he was a jobber for a year, two yeah. years. And all of a sudden, he gets the IC title, and there's no credibility. And, and to what you said, 
you know, that's the problem. If he was booked better for the last year and a half, I don't think it would be an issue. But right now you look at, I mean, I hate to say it, but you look at him like, well, Zack Ryder could be in this role too. What's your point? Yeah. You know, and why take the belt off him, you know? So yeah, no, he's fun. No, he's doesn't fun. Matter. I mean, he's, he's fun in this role with Maurice, but I guarantee you there's a hell of a lot of more fans that aren't on Twitter, okay, chirping about how Miz is a, supposedly a great worker and all this stuff that are just saying, oh, it's Miz. Because it's a perception. It's not his fault. Right. Well, that's it. It's, it's how it's, just, it's, it's a perception. You it'd know, be the same it, if it was Dolph Ziggler. It'd be the same if it was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, the it, recently it, it, released Cody Ro- you know, Stardust. Yeah, oh yeah, it'd be which, anybody. Yeah, which we could talk about in a, in, yeah. in a bit. So yeah, it was. Actually, you know, let's talk about Cody Rhodes real quick. Because right. w- let's see. I mean, after this, we already talked about the world title match. And we already talked about the IC title match. Well, we, we, we haven't talked about the Asylum match. It no, just no, no, no. on for like 26 minutes. Listen, we'll, we'll, listen, we'll talk about that hemorrhoid in a second. That's This, this is a little more important. <laughs> so Cody Rhodes, a.k.a. Stardust, asked for his release. He announced on his Twitter account, Hyrule Husky, that he's leaving WWE. And today he actually released a statement. So let me see if I can pull that up. But it was very, very eye-opening. I will tell you that. It was, it was very eye-opening. The part I remember was that he wanted to go back to Cody, and they told him no. Yeah, which is That's funny the because the I whole—I yeah. guess he was being a team player for all these all, all these years. And when he'd say publicly, "Oh no, I like Stardust. My dad loves the fact that I'm Stardust." I mean, yeah, I guess uh, I guess he really didn't like Stardust as much as we thought. You know, he was just towing the company line, which. Hey, that's all you could ask a guy to do. All right. Well, he did say he's going to continue to wrestle, so I guess we'll all see right. him in well, let's, let's Let's read this uh, for a minute. Oh, this is long. Um, okay. Setting foot in the dingy old Greensboro Coliseum this past Monday can only be described for me as just a whimsical moment of clarity. At this point, most folks know that I have indeed asked for my release from World Wrestling Entertainment, but it's paramount in my mind for the fans of pro wrestling to have some answers and not be left with questions. All right, so there. Okay, so he said he essentially was in the same locker room as Ric Flair in Starcade '83, and pretty much he realized that Triple H and Vince McMahon see him in one certain role, which is a supporting role, and he makes the argument. And by the way, he has an acting background. He actually was studying acting before getting into pro wrestling because Dusty Rhodes thought he could be a Hollywood star with his good looks, and who knows, maybe maybe he could do well. You know, against he was dashing. Yeah, exactly, and he's still a good-looking guy. And I find it hard to believe he's also 30 years old. That's all he is? Yeah, man. Wow. 10 years, yeah, that's crazy. Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, 30 years old, and he's married to, to Eden Styles, so he's, he's still winning at life. But he talked essentially about how you know, he, he's very thankful that he got to learn from some of the best of the business, like Arn Anderson and Fit Finley. He says he loves being in the ring. It was never about the money. He says he could ask his wife. He never even looked at the breakdowns on his checks. That's how much he loved wrestling. He just, he loved to wrestle. And what I got out of this was that he would constantly go to the head writer of Raw, go to the head writer of SmackDown, and for whatever reason, was ignored. And I, I, I took it this way. And I don't know if you read a statement or not, and you guys can read it at PrinceCGR on Twitter. I took it as the creative team was not listening to him. Not 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 so much like he wanted. He thought he should be a main eventer. And he said in the statement that he should win the WWE title or not win the WWE title. Like he, every he essentially said like you know it's his goal to win the world title because Dusty never won it. And really that's a goal everybody should have to to be sure. the best in your profession, right? Right. Yep. So absolutely. Yeah, but I, I took it as the, the writers didn't listen to him. And he said he pitched countless ideas to Vince and Triple H. 
and to the writers about bringing back Cody Rhodes, giving Cody Rhodes one more shot. They didn't really oblige, and he'd be damned if his dad's legacy is Stardust. And you mean by his dad's legacy, as in, like, he's the one guy that's still wrestling right now. I mean, there's Gold Dust, but, you know, Gold Dust is older. He's in the tail end of his career. You know, Cody, your legacy is your children. Dusty Rhodes, I mean, excuse me, Cody Rhodes is Dusty Rhodes' son. And, yeah, he, he talked about that, and he pretty much called out the SmackDown head writer, who either is Ryan Ward, formerly of NXT, who did a pretty good job in NXT, assuming he had a lot of creative input. Although he but he's work. pretty new, though, as well, to the main roster. Uh, yeah, although he did work with Triple H. Uh, or he's probably... Ref- I don't know who he's referring to. Could It could be could, it could be Ryan Ward, but Ryan Ward is really new to the main roster still. It could be Michael Hayes. Actually, did he, did he say anything about Michael Hayes here? He didn't... I don't think he ever named Michael Hayes in this statement. So he's either referring to Michael Hayes, or he might be ref- – oh, my phone dropped there. Or he might be referring to uh, Ranjan Singh. Or, uh, what's his name? Dave Kapoor, who used to play Ranjan Singh, their eight colleagues' brother on TV. Because I think he was a head writer at one point. I think so, yeah. And he called the Raw writer a wannabe, a wannabe Brian Gewartz. Brian Gewartz used to be the head writer of Raw uh, years ago and was also the personal writer for The Rock in a lot of his promos and his recent comeback. So, yeah, he, he said he'd be damned if he, if he pimped himself out to these two writers. And that He's a Rhodes, and he's going to do what he does best and wrestle. And, yeah, just a very eye-opening statement. It, it has to, though, put Dustin in an odd spot. It does. Puts Dustin in an odd spot. And Enid. Puts his wife in an odd spot. But, man, he – hey, he, he did put over Triple H. He did put over Vince McMahon. He did say that Triple H treated him with the respect that he had for the dream, even though he didn't have to. And, Wow. It's a powerful statement right there. It really is. And he got a lot of support from MVP. His wife tweeted support of him, of course. And, yeah, what did you get out of that statement? That was that was pretty deep. We've kind of seen this now, the last couple guys who have been released, saying stuff to this, you know, kind of to this to this nature, you know, where it's just – I don't even know how to say it, right? But, you know, basically it's, it's hell working for them. And, and you know, it's like – I forget who it was. Just uh, one of the guys who just recently got released said something to that effect. Right or something. Well, well, he is not officially released yet, but he had a great tweet earlier today too. I don't know if you saw it. I didn't see it about Ryborg and in, in TNA. Oh, oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. he's in going to TNA. Good God, I mean, dude. Good for hey, if he did, why not? They could have him and Lashley, man. All oh, that would be awesome if he could actually, actually get a check that would clear. Oh, not trying to be not trying to be mean. I'm just saying. Well, where's like, Cody going to go at this point? Japan. Or Ring of Honor. I mean, I don't know. I mean, may, I mean he, did, he did hint that he might do something in, in the acting world, but who knows? Right. So that's what I mean. But it's just, it just you know, it's crazy the fact that there's all these free agents in wrestling who can make good contributions. And I'm, I'm not necessarily saying Cody Rhodes should be a main event or anything, but he could have certainly been utilized a lot better. I think we could both agree on that one. And uh, even just, him in that IC title role, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's like here you have a, a good worker and Cody Rhodes. Some people might call him boring. I'm calling him a good worker, okay, to each their own, all right? Here's well, I think you said a, this about good, Bobby Roode. He's a good hand. He, he, here's a guy that's, that's, a good, that's a good worker that, that they could have done more with. Here's Ryback, who's got a bit of a fan base, who at the very least aesthetically looks extremely impressive. You got a bunch of these dudes on the market. You had a bunch of TNA dudes on the market before DDB scooped them up. And, and all these other guys before they were scooped up by the WWE for the Cruiserweight Classic, or at least scooped up in a part-time role. And here's TNA, and they can't spend any money. Crazy, right? It's like they have finally have all this fresh talent that's on the market, and they can't sign anybody. 
That's just that's just cruel. Well, they could if they want, you know, if if uh, Bob Carter would uh, loosen up a little bit. Yeah, and... well, he's he's all he's only loosened up about what forty fifty million, and God knows how many years they've been in existence. One minute as far as selling the company and not yeah, letting his daughter I mean, run God, it. Well, honestly, know, who wants and... the company at this point? I mean, the company. I mean, they lost their replay on Pop TV. They, they just did? had that low rated hour or Which... two hour slot. Speaking of replays, have you heard why Sci-Fi has a two-hour Raw now on Friday nights? I don't know, but I would imagine that's maybe to test the waters to see if a two-hour Raw does better. And maybe, just maybe, USA Network might look at that, and if the ratings are good, they might say, you know what, let's go back to two hours. But the thing is... Then they lose money, though. So. Well, WWE loses money. A that's lot what I'm of, saying, right? A lot they lose of money. a lot of revenue And money, you know yeah. what? USA Network loses the stature of... Oh man, you know we're not a top ten. Net- well, th- I think they'd still be a top ten network ratings wise, but well, the eight p.m. Know, hour is not going to be as high rated because there won't be an, you know an hour of raw. Well, you know what you can do is you could why not put a replay of NXT on? Other than you might kill the network, but yeah, put like an old NXT on or something. Yeah, but who's to say that that's going to do well? I mean, they've put a lot of WWE programming on there. I mean, most of it will be tough enough before that, and that didn't twice. And that, okay. and that never Good did. Good WWE program. Actually, wait, no. Did they ever do Tough Enough on the same night as Raw? Maybe in 2011 they did. Yeah. Just do remember. like a best of WWE Network show. They, they yeah, something weird. But, but Why that, not? Yeah, but you know what, though? It's not Raw. And if it's it doesn't not, get Raw, right. they're paying for Raw ratings. And if it's not a Raw rating, that's, then, you know. Well, that's what happened. They put themselves in a kind of no-win situation here. So Yeah, I don't know. But we had the Asylum match, Ooh. which was just complete ass and... It's amazing how you take two awesome workers in, in Jericho and Dean Ambrose and you just <laughs> put them in a situation where they just can't have a good match. Well, th- th- this was a, a black steel cage. It, boring was, match. There was weapons surrounding the ring. We- weapons. A barbed wire bat, which I think was uh, rubber barbed wire. It looked horrible. It, look, it didn't even look real. At least make it look well, real. Ambrose got hit with it, and there was the shirt didn't rip. Nothing. Nothing got caught. Nothing. You know, I'm not saying these guys should mutilate themselves, but you know what? Either either put something that looks at least like barbed wire, or don't put it there at all. They had Mitch the plant. They had a mop where they brought up Perry Saturn and and Moppy for any Attitude Era fans. Remember that? Straight jacket. They had a straight jacket. They had uh, they had thumbtacks at and, the end where Jericho an got orange his. big box store bucket. See, so you don't have to say their name. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, that's where the thumbtacks were in the bucket. Yeah, and and the the, the epitome of of this match was Dean Ambrose going all the way up top of, at the top of the cage, probably contemplating his life choices, thinking, "Good God Almighty." Let me jump Please, to the crowd. Please, can these can these mother efforts pop for this? And he hit his you know elbow dropper. You know the guy's standing, and it's like Jericho was standing there for five. It seemed like Jericho was standing there for five minutes. So Ambrose hits the elbow, and the crowd goes mild. And it took thumbtacks, thumbtacks, and, and a great reaction by Jericho with that. Yes, Jericho's yeah saying no, no yes. for them to pop. Okay. And after after like twenty minutes, after God knows how long this this match took forever. It was it a twenty six minute match. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh. I don't know what somebody was thinking, but yeah. to put that match after the Fatal Four Way at that was just not a good idea. It was not a good idea. It wasn't a well laid out match. 
You know, and, and, and I know people are going to insult Jericho and insult Ambrose. And I saw somebody call him Dean Ambien. It's like, come on, dudes. It's, Although okay. they're, they, have hor- they have horrible creative to work with. And, and the, the, man, remember when Dean Ambrose was a top guy? Mm-hmm. Although let's give WWE credit. They had Ambrose go over on him t- Jericho wow. twice now. So wow. yeah, but that doesn't happen usually. Wow, they, put, they, they put over a guy after Brock Lesnar killed him, after he's lost every big match he's been in in the last year, and after he squandered his potential. Wow. wow. But at least they did it. <laughs> okay. I agree with you, but, you know, how many times? Go back and find me. any Anybody listening to us right now, go back and find me the last time Dean Ambrose won back-to-back pay-per-view matches. Not by himself, not with the Shield. You won't do it. All right. And then we had the submission match between Natalia and Charlotte. By the way, they kept playing all these video packages for matches we already, in theory, paid for, which is kind of annoying. Although I did like the Fatal 4-Way video package because it made it seem important. And then the match delivered, and it was great. So mm-hmm. that was cool. Um, so we had the Divas mm-hmm. match, or excuse me, women's match. Might and as well have been a Divas match. It was, Yeah, it was booked like a Divas match. It was okay. I was kind of bored of it just because I've seen these women wrestle so many times. I've seen them wrestle better matches. And I even saw them wrestle live, and they had a better match than this one. And finally, Natalia had the sharpshooter locked in. Crowd was like, And we hear Ric Flair's music. And I'm thinking, again. Again? And it's Dana Brooke in a Ric Flair wig. And robe. And robe. And she had a very nice single underneath, but still. Okay, a Ric Flair robe, a Ric Flair wig. Rick, and, and then she did, woo! And it, Natalia got distracted. She punched Dana. She got taken down. Figure eight was locked in. Natalia taps out. And it made no sense to have Dana Brooke with Charlotte. Well, they're huh? in a line now, and I guess they wanted to give Dana a big push, so now it's, it makes sense to put her with Charlotte as opposed to Emma, who's unfortunately injured with a herniated disc and out for most of the year. And let's be honest here, Fred. Dana's not main event, uh, main roster ready, so it does help her out. You know what? I think she. Had, well, you know what, dude? She was she was in NXT for three years. She worked really hard. I think she's solid. I don't think she's bad. You mean? I, I don't think she's bad, but I think she just needed a little bit more tuning up. That's all. Yeah, I mean, she I just mean, came back from an injury. No, that's true. They rushed she, her up. I think you know, just a little, yeah, tw- you know, I, tweaking I, here and there. I think I, I could see that, and I could I could see what you're saying there. But yeah, I don't. Th- Did she ever even challenge for the title in NXT? No. Yeah, you know, it would have made sense to at least do like, but. You know what, though? I guess maybe in a, if you were trying to use storyline logic, it would have made no sense for her to lose an NXT Women's Championship match and then go up to the main roster. Well, I thought she was going to turn on Charlotte there for a time because now they have no baby faces to go against Charlotte. Becky Lynch has been you know, t- taken into the black hole of WWE, and, and Paige is Paige, and Natalia now lost twice. Paige is right. Sasha's apparently hurt. I mean, yeah, Sasha has a concussion. Apparently it was a freak accident. Yeah, the referee need her. Go for Yes, her. yes, yes. Squared Circle Sirens, I believe, reported that uh, she was, yeah, ref- the referee just, I guess, like slid or something, and he, he need Sasha in the head. How does that happen? Uh, uh, the only thing I think of is he went to go make the pin and slid and hit her, but. But really, dude? Like, like I know yeah. it's, a, it's a freak accident. You, you know what, what makes me feel worse about this injury? The fact that this is Sasha Banks, who's in her early 20s and has already had a ton of injuries and has taken some crazy-ass bumps, and she's a tiny girl. And I'm not saying that to be condescending. I mean, seriously, she's tiny. She's not big, yeah. She's not a big girl, all right? 
She doesn't have a lot of muscle mass. Okay? If she's taking these bumps, okay, especially on the apron and what have you, okay, they're going to hurt. She's going to feel them. She's already had a number of injuries. And I hate to say it, but if she keeps going this way with the bumps, in addition to, you know, the usual dangers with wrestling, like this freaking freak accident, you know, God forbid she could end up being a female Daniel Bryan. And nobody wants to see that. You mean she's got to take it easy. That being said, that being said, this was completely not her doing. And I feel terrible for her. And I hope this isn't, I mean, every concussion is serious, but I hope this is, Something Mild. that's not gonna, yeah. I hope it's not yeah. lingering where you know she's out for six months or her uh, career's in jeopardy or anything like that. But man, oh, just that that sucks to me. It's like, and I know they're thinking about saving it for SummerSlam, Charlotte and Sasha. Not now, well, they still could, but my depending on her injury, yeah. But yeah. my god, just would it have been that hard to give Sasha the title? She's a baby face now. Does it really make sense? To make your first inaugural champion of the women's division, Charlotte. And if you're going to make Charlotte the champion, at least have her... Look, if she wants to be a heel and win, at least win, like... On your own. Yeah. <laughs> Exposed turnbuckle, feet on the ropes, you know, old your school dad, heel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on, you don't need that. But no, Creepy involving man a, a man to help you? Nothing screams girl power like having a 67-year-old man, having your daddy... Well, having your dad at that, yeah, I mean, God, she had a man, like a real legit manager type. At least that would be, you know. But to have your dad do it, yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it doesn't really give her credibility either. That's not at all, not at all. And and then, I mean, this could have been the match where she got credibility and she beat beat Natalia on her own. And instead, we got more of the same crap. And man, I at this point, honestly, at this point, just. Give Becky Lynch the title and let her wrestle great matches for a year. Because Becky Lynch is popular. Becky Lynch has the sex appeal. Becky Lynch, I, I don't know, I don't know what, what they don't see in Becky that they see in Charlotte. And look, Charlotte's awesome too in her own respect in some ways. But Becky Lynch is an awesome wrestler. She's gorgeous. She's got the crowd behind her. You know, she's hilarious on Twitter. Give her the title. Yeah, Give her the that title. That makes so much sense. That's the problem. Yeah, I know, right? And I was on to brag about you know being internationally open minded and everything and blah 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 and, and you know talk about Conor McGregor. Well, you know what? You got a female Conor McGregor there who's more awesome than Conor McGregor. So give her the title. Jeez. <sighs> anyway. So yeah. Overall, Extreme Rules. I'd say it was a good show. It's a good uh, show. If you haven't seen the whole pay per view, I would say definitely go out of your way to see the world title match, the IC title match, and really that's about it. So two great matches and some yeah, solid stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, I think if they would have booked the Asylum match first, it might have been better, but not 26 minutes oh, long. God. Oh, God. Yeah. killed it. Jeez. So, so yeah. So overall, it was, it was all right. So let's get to some of the comments here because I know we have quite a bit of them right uh, here. I know Ad Alpha is asking if we'll ever see Finn Balor on the main roster, and I would say, yeah, after his so when he's 37 years Joe. old, when, yeah. he, when, when he's when he has his yeah. AARP card, and it'll probably by July, by SummerSlam, I think you'll see him up Good on the main God. roster. I hope so. Uh, do you think Dana Brooke would be a terrible bodyguard? She's not no, really a bodyguard. She's just more well, like a she BFF. became into that role, but there's nobody she's going to feud with, so she can't be terrible, right? I mean, yeah. Let's see. Turn Oscar loose in the main roster, if only Stone Cold Val. If only. Yeah, they could. Oh my God, that would be. I don't even think that would be a good idea at this point. Yeah. Again, there's nobody on the main roster. 
Yeah, let's see. The referee will be fired for injuring Sasha. I don't know if he should be fired. I mean, it's I, you know, we weren't there. We didn't see it. If it was a freak accident, it was an accident. It's just unfortunate it happened. You don't want to see it happen to anybody, but it's unfortunate it happened to a girl that's already been banged up. Some Somebody, Fred, says Randy Orton should win the title when he returns. Oh, God. Let me guess. Mr. Racer, a.k.a. Manfrey? It is, yep. You don't well, know well John Marie is saying he's heard Randy Orton is contemplating I retirement. I saw that as well. I've heard that he's contemplating more of a part-time schedule. I mean, I can't blame him. He just got he married. He a part-time schedule, yeah. He, he just got married. He's had injuries for years. He's got money. The, the company loves him. He has a you know, new wife. He doesn't have a lot more to do in WWE. Yeah, he has a new wife. He, he's got stepchildren now in addition to his own daughter. I mean, he's he's got a lot to live for right now outside of the ring. That being said, WWE does pay him a, a handsome penny. So will they give him a part-time schedule? Look, they gave Chris Jericho a part-time schedule for years. Although they never, although with that came not being pushed to the top. But so, he didn't, again, he didn't need to be pushed to the top though. Yeah, that's true. His career, you know. Yeah, like he, the Dudleys, they don't need to be pushed. You know, I mean. Yeah, but I don't want to see Randy Orton jobbing. Yeah, but I also don't want to see Randy Orton jobbing a big cast left and right. I mean, I don't care about the Dudleys. No offense to yeah, the Dudleys. I mean, Nobody cares about the Dudleys in 2016. People no, still care about Randy Orton. And, no, and you're right, and people care about Jericho too. And at least he can put on the match. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I think Randy Orton deserves a little bit better than that, but. Mm-hmm. You know, do you want to see him job the Kevin Owens and the Miz? And well, you know what, Kevin Owens. I think Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens okay, Kevin Owens. Yeah, all right, Kevin all right, Owens right. would be cool. I think. I mean, there are still some fun matches. I, I think you know, you know it would be good maybe to see. Depending when he gets back, and I have no idea what they're going to do with Shinsuke Nakamura on the main roster. Uh, but if, but if, but if they but if they called up Shinsuke. I think I think a feud with Randy Orton would be awesome. First, first. I'm not feud. sure they they would know they. They know what to do with him. I know. Well, just put him in that, a feud with Randy but... Orton. Have a great match with Randy Orton. At I'm this stage of his career, Owens. Randy Orton could lose, and he's a guy that everybody knows. Yeah. They'd have a great match, and it's then Shinsuke kind of move on to whatever. Him. You know. Yeah. I think him and Owens could have some great matches. I think too. him and well, he he did wrestle Owens in ROH. I mean, he. Oh he, yeah, but he he have a great match with anybody, but. Well, that's yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot. It's so weird because there's a lot of promise with the roster now, but yet there's still the booking. That's it. I mean, you know, give WWE credit. You know, there was no Sheamus, no Del Rio. You know, I mean, so there was a They're couple changing, things. No, they this, are right? changing it up. Although I do think that they could still use Del Rio better. I mean, it, he's oh, yeah. he's used and abused. A lot of people don't want to see him in any spot right now. I understand that he's been around I, forever, but man, he's a guy that, that has the height. Is it possible that we see him in a few with Rusev, maybe? And they could do it too. And that's how you turn Del Rio babyface. Mm. You know, he comes out. I I helped you with you know taking out you know Sin Cara and I, I was know. the champion I, I, and I deserve I, a you know I, as a I friend. Guess, I give guess. It to I me. don't know. I think I just feel like there's so much untapped potential still. When, I, I think there's so much untapped potential with with Del Rio, but uh, the problem is I just don't think the fans care about him anymore. I, yeah, I think they had the their chance they last year when he came back. He was so great in Lucha Underground and in Triple A. I mean, it's Even but you know what? But you know what? It's the dynamic. It's the dynamic. Sometimes you get lightning in a bottle. And you have a chance to, to make something happen. And well, instead, they chose to put him with Zeb Coulter. Well, he was so great because it was like the anti-WWE guy. Yeah. You know? Oh, and, and people were behind it. And now it's like, holy crap, he's back. What the hell is he doing with Zeb Mex America? Yeah. What? It just, yeah. I mean, you know, Vince McMahon he gets these ideas. And it's like, I really want Triple H just to smack him one time. They're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody to do it. But. Right. <sighs> Yeah, he needs to he needs to break somebody's arm. I don't know. 
Something. Something. You know what? Actually, that would be. I mean, I, I think a Brock Lesnar Alberto Del Rio feud would be fun. The problem is that, and you could, and you know how Brock always goes on his little vacations. You could have Alberto Del Rio break Brock Lesnar's arm, send him on a vacation, and they wrestle, say, down the road at Survivor Series or Royal Rumble. The problem is when you have Alberto losing to a bunch of dudes like Kalisto. No disrespect to Kalisto. To you know, it's it's kind of hard gone. to make make him convincing against Brock Lesnar. That's <sighs> All right. R.I.P. Yeah, Cody that's Rhodes. Steel chairs up for. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Anime says R.I.P. Cody Rhodes. Hey, Cody Rhodes is still around. He'll be. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. Hey, he's married to Eden Styles. He'll be okay. Mm-hmm. He'll be okay. And and that's why the Miz is always winning. Exactly. With Maurice. Let's see. Let's go with something new. Cena versus Orton. Hey. Why? You know not? what? I would actually love to see, just just to see the reaction. I would love to see, Cena have the U.S. title challenge again. And have Randy Orton make a surprise return in that challenge again. That would actually be really good. That would, I think would be freaking crazy. That would be really you good. You know what? That that's that's actually a scenario that I think would work in 2016 with those two guys. If you wanted to keep them apart from Reigns and, and some of the other newer Anytime guys. Anytime you have a surprise factor, it's gonna work. Yeah. Like you could definitely do something where Cena has the US title challenge for a while. Orton c- comes back surprisingly. Beat Cena for the U.S. title, and then, like, say at SummerSlam or something, you have you have those guys have a U.S. title match and say Cena win or something like that. I don't know. You could do you could do something with the U.S. title, and it'd be kind of cool to see these dudes that fought for the world title for so many years fight for the U.S. title. That's it would make the title meaningful at least. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's the title that Randy Orton never won. That is true. I know some people are like, "Oh, are you? How are you asking for Cena and Orton again?" I'm just I'm just saying it's something. You know, you could different. do it if if you do it right. You could do it. Yes, you could but do you anything. Can't- you can do anything if you do it right. But you can't have it, you know, but the thing is you couldn't have Wharton win the title and then on SmackDown, like, no. kind of lose a singles match to Cena and then put them in a tag match versus each other. Yeah. No. You do it, you do the match, and then, you know, a month later you do the rematch. You, you With those two, because of that situation, it, it, it yeah. I just, I, I, just think, I just think it'd be something crazy because nobody, you know, you'd expect like Apollo Cruz to answer the U.S. title challenge. You'd expect Rusev or whoever, but you wouldn't expect Randy Orton. Mm. Like well, that, yeah, like that would be kind of cool. Well, you mentioned Apollo Cruz. Let me ask you, you know, he, he debuted the night after WrestleMania. It hasn't really done a lot of Raw and SmackDown matches. He mm-hmm. basically, well, once, you know, he had his feud with Stardust basically for the last two months. Oh, God, yeah. Do you think, in, you know, that they're doing right by him? No, and I think the way they're they, they using th- him right now. No, I I don't think no. they had a real plan. I think that Vince probably saw him and said, "God damn, this kid looks good. Let's bring him up." And then he okay. had no is ideas. It, okay, well, what I mean, all right, well, is it better that he's doing this, working at least working you know main events and superstars, having some matches, than being on the main roster just getting buried by the fans, having no direction or anything? Um, at I least get, this I, way he's got some main roster experience. And he's working his way up. That's fine as long as they end up doing something with him. If he's going to be in this spot, like say you know, God forbid, if he's in purgatory, it doesn't matter. Now, yeah. You know, it's it's not going to be good. God for God forbid, this is like a year from now. This is not going to be good, or six months from now. But right now, yeah, you know. I mean, to I, a degree, I, I kind of like the fact that they, hey, they brought up this new guy, and you don't really see him a lot, and he's kind of doing his thing. You know, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. It's almost that old school. We're going to build him up, you know, by defeating jobbers and i hate to say that about you know stardust but that's who he was also yeah but the only thing is though they also kind of made him just another guy because he got eliminated by freaking sheamus in that u.s title battle royal yeah i forgot about that you know like that's the that's the thing well he was just another guy yeah like at least they could have had him like be in the final two 
You're and right. say, oh man, this young upstart came like very close. Like he's a guy to me, because I still feel like he needs some seasoning. He's a guy to me that I would have kept in NXT, but you know, he, he's also really, well, really athletic. He's he's really fun. He'd be a guy that I would actually have a little feud with Cena with. Maybe not so much like you know a blood feud or anything, but. Again, this opens up a lot of possibilities. If, if Cena can beat Rusev for the U.S. title, which I think he eventually will, he will. hell, I would even just give him the title at, at Memorial Day. Why I think not? they're gonna. You know, why not? Makes sense, right? Do the U.S. title challenge, have Apollo Crews maybe nearly beat Cena, maybe do a pay-per-view rematch, and just kind of you know, build build him up a little bit. Like, he just gets this close, hasn't gotten there yet, and he can eventually build it up. You know, you could do something with that. And I think Apollo well, Crews and John Cena would have a hell of a match. Could be interesting. Yeah. Well, and that's why I ask you about where you know his situation, where he is right now. Is it better to be where he is, or better on the main roster and just kind of being there, and the crowd doesn't give a rat's ass about him? Part of my language. But. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it depends. It's an interesting it's, dynamic, isn't it? At the end of the day, he needs to find his personality, and I don't know who's going to help him so, find his personality other than himself. They need to bring back managers and stables. They, they, they really do. They do. You know what? I actually wouldn't mind seeing him in a feud with Chris Jericho as long as he ends up winning. And as long as it's not in a asylum match at the end, like I think that would be kind of like a, a good a good little feud for him, just to get him some more experience. I mean, you know, Jericho can be uh, this miserable guy, this old carmudgeon, this veteran, and then Apollo's just happy. And he'll be like, "Why are you? Why are you happy? You've done nothing. You know, I've won six world titles. What have you done? You know, I'm just happy uh, to be here. I mean, I don't know. The, the uh, problem is Apollo doesn't really have a character. That, well, that's it. He's, he's just, a happy he's guy. Just, yeah, he's just a happy guy with great. Glad to be here. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you know what? Maybe if they did like a, a tie-in just, with Colgate, and they got Apollo oh, Cruz to 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 get a Colgate oh. endorsement, and Jericho gets pissed off, so they feud over that. I mean, look, Jericho already feuded over a talk show and a plant, and a jacket. It may have been raw one night, okay? Yeah. So why not? Uh, oh, also, didn't the Dudley Boys attack Big Cass in the pre-show? Yeah, they tried to, but Big Cass took them both out. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, and I, I guess you're gonna have Apollo Cruz kind of feud with like a heel Big Show, right? Oh, stop. Why not? Stop. I, I had to do Stop. it. I had to, I had yeah. to go there. And, and I, I saw somebody there. suggest that, hey, maybe Velvet Sky debuts as the Dudley Boys manager. All right. Can, can I say something here about Velvet you know, Sky? As, a, as like the new Stacey Keebler? Can, yeah, I, can I say something here about Velvet Sky? Right? I've met this girl. She's really nice. Okay. But I'm going to just lay down the facts for y'all. Okay. She is a terrible wrestler. She is not so is Lana, a good talker. There are a bunch of women that they have in developmental right now that already are significantly more talented than Velvet Sky. That they can bring up, that they can make the Dudley Boys valet or put in like maybe uh, the rumored you know, women's like tournament or whatever the hell they want to do or, or something. Okay, Velvet Sky, if you want to bring her, put her on NXT for a cup of coffee, just like to, to get a pop from the hardcore crowd, fine. Fine. Just kind but, of a but, but this woman <laughs> has been wrestling for 16 years and still can't run the ropes, still can't have anything remotely resembling a good match. And the reason she, at one point, was really over in TNA and in the wrestling world was because she has a great look, she knew how to shake her buttocks, and in the role that she was in as part of the beautiful people in it, at its peak, she was this great bitchy heel. And even when she was a baby face, she had that likability factor. You know, she was this hot chick, but she but she wanted to prove herself and she wanted to prove that she could finally win the TNA Women's Championship. And, you know, and she had her time. That time's not now. Okay? 
That time is not now. So if they want to bring her up, okay. But do they really need to do a favor to Bubba Ray Dudley? No. You know, it, do fans really want to see Velvet Sky? No. This is, Five years ago, maybe. Not right now. That's nothing against her personally. But I just, to me, it's like, it just bothers me that somebody wrestled, okay, for 16 years, dates a pretty good worker in Bubba Ray Dudley. Before that, dated one of the most criminally underrated workers of his generation in Shane Helms, who's a friend of TSA, who now works for TNA. Yet, she never picked up on how to maybe do some things remotely decent. And there are women in NXT that have been there for a year that are already better than her. Maybe some of the agents in the back were like, well, she's hot, so we'll just tell her she did great. But, I mean, come on. Like, even internally, like, you don't think, like, you know, like, maybe I could have ran those ropes better. I don't know. It just kind of kind of bothers me. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I, I guess if you're going to hire a girl for being hot to look good, I guess you might as well get somebody that's sort of established and has a name with some fans. But it's like they have so many women in NXT that they're not using who are not only good looking but can wrestle or getting to the point where they can wrestle okay. That, I don't know. Kind of kind of bothers me. I'm not going to go as far as to say she's as bad as Rosa Mendez or as useless as Rosa Mendez. Man, but but she'd cer- but Rosa Mendez would certainly have some competition uh, backstage, if you know what I'm saying, as far as for the uselessness uh, title. But, yeah, I mean, look, for her bottom line, hope hope it works out for her. You mean, again, I've met her before, nice person, but, you know, I'm just looking at it from a business perspective. Does it make any sense? Especially when you have all these women in developmental. Hell, Forget the women in developmental. You have Summer Rae, who's criminally underutilized, who's decent in the ring, who's freaking such yeah. an underrated personality. But we're you talking about Foster bringing in was. Velvet Sky. You got Summer Rae. Or as I like to call her, Summer Bay. And you want to bring in Velvet? Come on. All right. They got me more they're gonna have to. They're going to have to use Summer Rae and... Alicia and some of these other people pretty soon if uh, all these divas Jesus, keep or women yeah. keep getting I mean, hurt. Crap, you got Alicia Fox. She's talented. Why don't you use her? Yeah, that's what I say. You know, why don't you use her? Because they're yeah, busy Marie, filming total sucks divas. in the ring, but she's a, a, she's a unlike. The crowd hates her, which works. But you know what? She's got an unlikable heel personality. Why not? Bring her up. She's up. No, 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 she wrestled at Mania. No, Where's but, but no, it's let's do Velvet Sky. Mm. Oh, yeah. Just like when I bring up, well, Eric Young's at least a good worker, but you know, it's like I don't know, I don't know. I wasn't really feeling Eric Young versus Samoa Joe. I'm happy Eric Young finally got the shot with NXT. It was okay, but he's not official. Yeah, I'm thinking about the guys they already have the main, on the NXT roster that haven't debuted. You got freaking La Sombra. He hasn't even made TV yet. Manny Andrade. Jesus. Anyway, whatever. Can't have everything in life, right? Somebody asked where the Wyatt's so. been. Bray was injured. <sighs> he has an injury and. Uh, Rowan and Braun the Strowman have been wrestling house shows, but really you can't have them on TV if there's no Bray Wyatt. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, He'll be back soon, though. Yeah, Sam Pack says he's digging the headphones. I'm digging you watching, Sam. Thank you I was going to say that to you. I, I like those headphones. Yeah. Thank I you. Like well, the fancy schmancy big ones I had before, uh, for whatever reason, went out, which you know sucks for me. So are those wireless? Uh, no, these are wired. These, okay. these are wired. So okay. I'm using. I'm actually using the expensive PlayStation headphones I bought. Oddly enough, because the freaking expensive headphones I use for actual broadcasting, unfortunately, did not work. But I'm using my Kmart headphones. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, th- <laughs> I think I think it's time to call it a night. What do you think? 
I think we're good. Yeah, yeah I think we're yeah. good. But folks, uh, I'm gonna get on out of here. Scott's gonna get on out of here. Just want to uh, make a couple quick plugs. First off, uh, I have a channel, another channel that I'm doing right now for YouTube under the TSC banner. It's called TSC Gaming. Some of you may know about it already. Some of you may not. Another one of my great passions is video games, especially lately with some of the great releases like Uncharted 4. And I would greatly appreciate it if everybody watching this would not only subscribe to TSC News for all the latest wrestling updates and exclusive interviews and everything in between, but if you guys would go to youtube.com slash TSC Gaming and subscribe there because I'm going to be doing a review of Overwatch this Tuesday. I have some coverage of Uncharted 4, some coverage of Doom. I just did a playthrough of Rise, Son of Rome, and Xbox One. Just did another Let's Play of Game of Thrones Episode 1 for any of my Game of Thrones fans out there. And you better believe, come football season, we got that Madden coverage. And for those asking, yes, I'll be featuring some more wrestling games on there. I do have a lot of WWE 2K16 content, but you know WWE 2K16, or excuse me, 17, that announcement's on the horizon. So as we get closer to the official launch date, I'm actually going to be going back in time and doing a history of WWE video games. And if you don't believe me, dudes, I've been on eBay, I've been on Amazon, I've been all over the internets trying to gather all of the WWE titles, including some of the most obscure titles from Dreamcast and GameCube and Super Nintendo. So I got some big plans in the works for TSC Gaming because, let's face it, video games more often than not have a much more logical storyline than WWE. But... Still love my WWE. Still love my pro wrestling, even if it disappoints me sometimes. But, folks, I want to hear from you. If you enjoyed this recap, please like, share, leave a comment below. Take care. And until next time, everybody, Woo! as always, enjoy the matches.